Chapter seventy five of the Adventures of Peregrine Pickle, Volume two, by Tobias Smollett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Chapter seventy five. He prosecutes his design upon Emilia with great art and perseverance. Our adventurer, having by his hypocrisy obtained free access to his mistress, began the siege by professing the most sincere contrition for his former levity, and imploring her forgiveness with such earnest supplication that guarded as she was against his flattering arts she began to believe his protestations which were even accompanied with tears and abated a good deal of that severity and distance she had proposed to maintain during this interview she would not however favour him with the least acknowledgment of a mutual passion because in the midst of his vows of eternal constancy and truth he did not mention one syllable of wedlock though he was now entirely master of his own conduct and this consideration created a doubt which fortified her against all his attacks yet what her discretion would have concealed was discovered by her eyes which in spite of all her endeavours breathed forth complacency and love for her inclination was flattered by her own self-sufficiency which imputed her admirer's silence in that particular to the hurry and perturbation of his spirit and persuaded her that he could not possibly regard her with any other than honourable intentions the insidious lover exulted in the tenderness of her looks from which he presaged a complete victory but that he might not overshoot himself by his own precipitation he would not run the risk of declaring himself until her heart should be so far entangled within his snares as that neither the suggestions of honour prudence or pride should be able to disengage it armed with this resolution he restrained the impatience of his temper within the limits of the most delicate deportment after having solicited and obtained permission to attend her to the next opera he took her by the hand and pressing it to his lips in the most respectful manner went away leaving her in a most whimsical state of suspense chequered with an interesting vicissitude of hope and fear on the appointed day he appeared again about five o'clock in the afternoon and found her native charms so much improved by the advantages of dress that he was transported with admiration and delight and while he conducted her to the haymarket could scarce bridle the impetuosity of his passion so as to observe the forbearing maxims he had adopted when she entered the pit he had abundance of food for the gratification of his vanity for in a moment she eclipsed all the female part of the audience each individual allowing in her own heart 
that the stranger was by far the handsomest woman there present except herself here it was that our hero enjoyed a double triumph he was vain of this opportunity to enhance his reputation for gallantry among the ladies of fashion who knew him and proud of the occasion to display his quality acquaintance to emilia that she might entertain the greater idea of the conquest she had made and pay the more deference to his importance in the sequel of his addresses that he might profit as much as possible by this situation he went up and accosted every person in the pit with whom he ever had the least communication whispered and laughed with an affected air of familiarity and even bowed at a distance to some of the nobility on the slender foundation of having stood near them at court or presented them with a pinch of rappee at white's chocolate house this ridiculous ostentation though now practised with a view of promoting his design was a weakness that in some degree infected the whole of his behaviour for nothing gave him so much joy in conversation as an opportunity of giving the company to understand how well he was with persons of distinguished rank and character he would often for example observe as it were occasionally that the duke of g was one of the best-natured men in the world and illustrate this assertion by some instance of his affability in which he himself was concerned then by an abrupt transition he would repeat some repartee of lady t and mention a certain bon mot of the earl of c which was uttered in his hearing abundance of young men in this manner make free with the names though they have never had access to the persons of the nobility but this was not the case with peregrine who in consideration of his appearance and supposed fortune together with the advantage of his introduction was by this time freely admitted to the tables of the great in his return with emilia from the opera though he still maintained the most scrupulous decorum in his behaviour he plied her with the most passionate expressions of love squeezed her hand with great fervency protested that his whole soul was engrossed by her idea and that he could not exist independent of her favour pleased as she was with his warm and pathetic addresses together with the respectful manner of his making love she yet had prudence and resolution sufficient to contain her tenderness which was ready to run over being fortified against his arts by reflecting that if his aim was honourable it was now his business to declare it on this consideration she refused to make any serious reply to his earnest expostulations but affected to receive them as the undetermined effusions of gallantry and good-breeding this fictitious gaiety and good-humour 
though it baffled his hope of extorting from her an acknowledgment of which he might have taken immediate advantage nevertheless encouraged him to observe as the chariot passed along the strand that the night was far advanced that supper would certainly be over before they could reach her uncle's house and to propose that he should wait upon her to some place where they might be accommodated with a slight refreshment she was offended at the freedom of his proposal which however she treated as a joke thanking him for his courteous offer and assuring him that when she should be disposed for a tavern treat he alone should have the honour of bestowing it her kinsman being engaged with company abroad and her aunt retired to rest he had the good fortune to enjoy a tete-a-tete with her during a whole hour which he employed with such consummate skill that her caution was almost overcome he not only assailed her with the artillery of sighs vows prayers and tears but even pawned his honour in behalf of his love he swore with many imprecations that although her heart were surrendered to him at discretion there was a principle within him which would never allow him to injure such innocence and beauty and the transports of his passion had upon this occasion so far overshot his purpose that if she had demanded an explanation while he was thus agitated he would have engaged himself to her wish by such ties as he could not possibly break with any regard to his reputation but from such expostulation she was deterred partly by pride and partly by the dread of finding herself mistaken in such an interesting conjecture she therefore enjoyed the present flattering appearance of her fate was prevailed upon to accept the jewels which he purchased with part of his winning at bath and with the most enchanting condescension submitted to a warm embrace when he took his leave after having obtained permission to visit her as often as his inclination and convenience would permit in his return to his own lodgings he was buoyed up with his success to an extravagance of hope already congratulated himself upon his triumph over emilia's virtue and began to project future conquests among the most dignified characters of the female sex but his attention was not at all dissipated by these vain reflections he resolved to concentrate the whole exertion of his soul upon the execution of his present plan desisted in the meantime from all other schemes of pleasure interest and ambition and took lodgings in the city for the more commodious accomplishment of his purpose while our lover's imagination was thus agreeably regaled his mistress did not enjoy her expectations without the intervention of doubts and anxiety his silence touching the final aim of his addresses was a mystery on which she was afraid of exercising her sagacity 
and her uncle tormented her with inquiries into the circumstances of peregrine's professions and deportment rather than give this relation the least cause of suspicion which must have cut off all intercourse betwixt her and her admirer she said everything which she thought would satisfy his care and concern for her welfare and in consequence of such representation she enjoyed without reserve the company of our adventurer who prosecuted his plan with surprising eagerness and perseverance End of chapter seventy five